So today is March 13th, 2018, and I'm here with Mr. Arnie Peter Blix and Chris uh, Stromland of FriendUp.Cloud. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so this is the uh, Bounty Zero X podcast, and today we'll be uh, discussing uh, the FriendUp.Cloud platform. Um, so can you guys give us a brief introduction Sure thing. Uh, this is Arnold Blix here. Um, so we um, have gone out pretty crazy from the get-go of this project to create um, your internet computer where actually um, the internet becomes your computer. We, we utilize the resources that are already available in the existing operating systems and web browsers, and then we um, somehow magically superglue this together in with the data from any source and with the uh, applications from any source and then we produce this in one fluid user experience in in the browser so it's almost like the internet becomes your mainframe and your device is your terminal that's very interesting so this is a little bit similar to like a an OS that runs in the cloud, so like similar to Chrome uh, OS and precisely, precisely. So if you think Chrome OS and you think uh, Google Cloud, we are actually building exactly that, but we're building it for decentralized and open source. And um, our ICO is about taking already functional friend up, friend unifying platform version one one which is deployed already in the fiat business, in healthcare, in, in live commercial projects. We're taking that and deploying it decentralized so that you get a, uh, if you like, uh, open source to Chrome OS, uh, open source to Google Cloud that is owned by its users, by the community. And this way you get privacy. This way you get to own your own data. This way you get the integrity and you get the freedom of uh, movement of choice or to communicate and to innovate and to, to own your own digital life. Yeah, so could you expand on that a little bit when you say own your own data and own your own digital life? So that would be uh, in opposition or uh, compared to this current model where uh, users don't necessarily own their data. The user's data is stored in like a centralized server owned by uh, the company. So, for example, in the case of Facebook, um, all of the users' photographs and all of their uh, data are stored by Facebook servers on Facebook servers. And so um, they're not owned by the, uh, the users of the platform. Is that kind of what you're referring to when you say own? Yes, absolutely. You need to control your own identity and your own data on on a platform that um, it's not necessarily owned by super companies. Uh, so uh, we call them silos, right? Google is a silo, Apple is a silo, Microsoft is a silo, Dropbox is a silo, uh, Amazon Web Services is a silo. And uh, to integrate across these silos, to, to create fluid user um, experiences across these silos is semi-easy today, 
through the browser, but in many tabs, many tabs, many passwords, and incompatibility with many different devices. What we do is we uh, are able to integrate on a low level. Uh, the friend core uh, is very small in size, 600 kilobytes in size. So it can uh, be injected as a co-kernel uh, on any device, uh, like a daemon on that device, and then they all speak the same dormant language, which is like an Esperanto for the low-level disk operating systems. So that's the low-level integration, and then we can connect this up to a server in one fluid uh, user uh, experience with one logon. And in this way, you don't need to move the resources or the data, you can just connect to them. So friend is really connecting everything into uh, wherever you connect from. So your cl virtual cloud computer lives on the net. We're making uh, internet into your personalized computer and that's when we use blockchain and uh, token to ensure integrity and privacy and identity control of all your actions on in your digital life. Mm. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit further and uh, explore that because that seems like a very uh, you know interesting and uh, uh, exciting idea. Uh, but before we get into that, first, uh, can you tell me a little bit about um, you know your team because uh, you guys are, from what I understand, the first ICO from Norway, and you guys are uh, you know developing a framework through which uh, other companies who want to hold an ICO that are based in Norway can, uh, you know, go through that process. So can you tell us uh, a little bit? Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it always boils down to the people first and foremost. Um, and um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I've been in fintech 15 plus years. I've had several successful exits in very complex businesses that I've built from ground or turned around and, and exited. And Hogna, um, <clears throat> who tipped us down, who is the uh, founder and um, co-founder and, and uh, architect or inventor behind Friend, he started coding when he was six. <laughs> Uh, and uh, people now uh, publicly actually refer to him as the new Linux Torvalds. Um, so the referral is to Linux Torvalds who, who made Linux. And uh, we have people all around the world. We, we actually operate decentralized. So we have a node in Stavanger where Chris, also on this call, uh, works together with Hongda. I am based in Oslo. Uh, we have... Um, what is it, Chris? 12, 13 people in Stavanger. We have a bunch of people in Oslo, and then we have people in Poland, in the UK, in the US, and uh, we have uh, diversity of uh, people of very senior background who were part of the Atari Amiga Commodore voyage, uh, voyage if you like. So some of these people ran, David Pleasance and, and Colin Proudfoot, they ran the Commodore back in the old days. And the funny thing is the engineers uh, and the network that we have based on this background, uh, they, are, they have been very close to the iron, close to the, to the uh, deep nuts and bolts of how operating systems work. So we've sort of gone back to 1985 
and uh, continued to evolve operating system friend uh, with this new paradigm that we have uh, with um, connectivity, open source, cloud, browsers, HTML, etc. And then uh, doing this ICO from Norway, uh, Norway is a very special country. Now everyone would of course say that their country is special, but Norway is special in the way that it's small, it's very transparent, uh, we have the lowest inequality index of the Western world, so there's a very small distance between rich and poor. It's a social democracy. Uh, it, the country sort of just works. It has uh, very happy people. We score high on the UN index of this, that, and the other, and the happy people index. But uh, in Norway, everyone has to disclose their tax, and uh, private companies have to disclose their tax, uh, and all other numbers, much uh, as much information as a public company in the US or the UK. So by doing our ICO from and in Norway, we bring the values which we think are friendly in the Norwegian society and which are also reflecting the values of blockchain. Uh, we bring that into the technology and actually export that. So that means all the token holders benefit from this transparency. We're working with EY, um, Ernst Young, uh, formerly uh, one of the big four, because this is very complex when it comes to compliance, when it comes to tax, when it comes to you know, value-added tax and all, all the stuff. And, and we're working with the Norwegian authorities because they understand that creating a safe ICO runway uh, from and in Norway would not just help Norwegian business, but it could attract foreign business to Norway. And we have to live uh, from something else than just oil in the future. So, so the funny thing is, friend comes from Stavanger, where, which is the oil mecca of, of, of uh, Northern Europe at least. And, and uh, the funny part is uh, this, this friend project emerges out of that place uh, to form the future for Norway uh, based on technology and friendliness. And you guys are based, uh, incorporated as a company in Norway, but you have team members in a variety of different countries, including uh, Oslo. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so um, you can say the organization starts to resemble the technology, decentralized with nodes in different countries. So, yeah, we have, as I said, we have people in the UK, in the US, in Poland. Uh, we have uh, active uh, uh, investors and uh, contributors in the equity-based, uh, so so in in the fiat business uh, from New Zealand and uh, all over the place. So. It's uh, it's a buzzing company uh, in covering most time zones. Yes. And uh, how many guys? How many people are on your team currently uh, working? Uh, currently, uh, there's a total of uh, 35, 38, 39 people that are active in the project. Uh, 15 of them are employed. Um, so Fifteen of them are semi-employed through equity and other incentives, and uh, the rest are working um, to prove their worth uh, either for free or, um, you know, f um, the, the um, for, for um, trying to qualify for getting a job and uh, helping us on this quest, getting getting us over the uh, different hurdles. So the ICO is, of course, a big deal. 
we already have a fully operational commercial uh, entity and the revenue has started to come in. So uh, as soon as we get our um, commercial fiat operation growing, we can hire people in that organization, whereas the uh, ICO will create its own organization, its own employees and become more and more autonomous. Yeah, that, yeah that's interesting because uh, for the listeners, um, they're, they're, this project has been uh, in the works to, in one degree or another since 2011. Yeah, yeah. 2011 was the inception of the first company, which is now a subsidiary. Um, it's called Friend Studios. It was called Idealike earlier. And then in 2014, uh, Hong and me met for the first time. And um, we, I understood that he, uh, <laughs> he he's, uh, he's a fantastic person. He uh, he's uh, something else, I can assure you. But uh, being so bright and at the same time being both social and empathic is is rare. It's really rare. And then be pragmatic enough to to let me uh, help um, build this because uh, there's a symbiosis, fantastic balance, I think, between Hong and me and how we have been able to. Since 2014, we've done four equity rounds to build this uh, centralized and to build it uh, to a viable business, but keeping the plan since 14, 2014 to decentralize it as soon as we get to a, a viable version 1.0. And we got to 1.0 last year in June 2017. Uh, and the plan was to contact the Ethereum ecosystem around the time we got to 1.0. And I can luckily report that Golem, uh, one of our partners, and, uh, and they're very connected into the ecosystem. They We, we established contact with them already in March, April last year, it's one year ago. And then we started the actual planning of deploying this into the decentralized um, world and, um, and plan write the white paper and get going with the ICO. So now we're executing on this plan, which we actually set forth in 2014. Yeah, that's amazing because uh, in 2014, this uh, blockchain space was just in the earlier in the earlier stages, uh, and in 2011, 2012, it was just around the beginning of when Bitcoin was first actually even invented. So just yeah. in six or seven years, so much has changed in the space. And so, when did you guys decide to um, involve blockchain in the project? So you guys started 2011, and at what point? In that, did did you guys um, sort of evolve the project to exactly? Well, in in, in 2014, when Hong and me met, um, uh, I founded the first version uh, uh, prototype, which of the friend core, which we built in PHP, and and during uh, the inception of that prototype, we discussed okay, what will Let's assume this is now going to actually get to 1.0, and we'll, you know, we, we, we tried to do a Kickstarter <laughs> in 2014 or 15, and we made a video. You can find it on on friend.cloud on the media. You can find this, and it's a it's a it's a datum showing uh, we actually thought about macro computer already in 2014, 
And then uh, since we failed uh, elegantly on the <laughs> on the Kickstarter, we saw the Ethereum uh, ICO, ICO and we thought, those guys, that project, that's going to fly. If they make that, that's very interesting. Open source, it has all the necessary infrastructure in the blockchain that we can use to get the integrity and the transparency that we want in the open source version of Fred. So that's when we really discussed, um, let's assume for a while, Hongma, uh, Arna, that we, we have this dialogue and we actually create the, the five pillars of Friend at that point. The pillars of freedom, intelligence, empowerment, privacy, and integration. And, and that was really the specification <laughs> to, to have a friendly version of uh, Google Chrome uh, OS and a friendly version of Google Cloud uh, owned by the users and with the integrity, and that's when you need the blockchain, and with the uh, protection of your identity, that's when you need a token and the encryption, and and decentralized. So yeah, we we've, <laughs> we 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 I understood. I told Hong that we have to build this. Uh, we have to build this first in a commercially viable uh, centralized version because uh, that's fairly fast. It's hard to get people to believe in this and all of that, but that's faster and um, a lot of equity rounds, as I said. And then we harden it and then we decentralize it. Because of course, when you decentralize something, you exponentially increase the attack surface. Yeah. That's from a security point of view. <laughs> and we are, quite, uh, <laughs> we are quite paranoid about our security, of course, we should be. And, and that's when you, you know, if, if you're going to deploy this in, in the jungle, you have to prepare. So, yeah, we've been preparing since 2014. Yeah, it's nice to see projects that uh, have, uh, you know, working product and that are quite a ways along in the development phase uh, prior to holding, um, you know, an ICO. And I think we're probably going to start seeing a trend where that more projects start to uh, have more development uh, completed prior to holding the, the ICO because there was a time and it's still uh, happening to some extent, but maybe not as much as before where, you know, people, companies would be raising uh, you know, quite a bit of funds with, you know, very little uh, actual work completed and nothing more than maybe just a white paper. But that seems not to be the case uh, with uh, FriendUp because you guys have been working on this since 2014 and seems that you already have, uh, you know, working product and, um, you know, commercial use with, uh, you know, generating uh, revenue. And just briefly, could you uh, talk about what that use case is and, uh, and how the 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 product is being used by a client of yours uh, at this? Sure, thank you. Um, uh, this is um, um, the most complex, almost discipline. It's healthcare, and that's also where it hurts the most. Hospital queues, the need to integrate all kinds of uh, software and technology uh, devices, IoT sensors heart rate monitors, etc., in the healthcare industry has been there for a long time, and Citrix doesn't cut it, VMware Horizon doesn't cut it. So uh, mentoring a software, mentoring and hardening a software, uh, you never get better than your toughest client. 
So by choice, we uh, discussed with an independent software vendor who are deploying uh, electronic patient journals. And we said to them, what if all of the integrations that you do to every single general practitioner's office, so doctors, this is very common around the world, general practitioner offices, they are also their own IT managers. They have a server. Most of these doctor offices have a server at their office, and then they integrate with as many as 10 different vendors for electronic payment, electronic um, uh, connections to the uh, you know, social security, uh, identity, uh, there's so many different suppliers. And then you have a connection to um, the hospital uh, uh, devices or the hospital network or a connection to the various uh, sensors, monitors, and uh, spirometry, and what they're called, heart rate monitors. So uh, we did all of this um, with Friend Unified Platform. We uh, integrated uh, the electronic patient journal software, the IC software itself, and then we also started to integrate the various uh, vendors, and we put this on a private cloud ASP, uh, centralized. And then, all of a sudden, uh, the uh, ISV uh, could start to um, sell single sign-on, really, and the doctors can bring their office, office anywhere. And since you don't uh, move the data, you don't move the applications, you just send the call, and then the actual processing is happening wherever that data and those applications are, and you get the reply back up in, in your browser, uh, the doctor is free to move around and do house calls, and you can also, because we use WebSockets, not just HTTP, but uh, the friend core server uses WebSockets. And therefore, it's fully functional for IoT. That means you can actually safely monitor heart rates, etc. That means you can, hospitals can start to send low critical patients home and monitor them from afar. And that's directly helping the hospital queues, you know? So this is, this is a very sensible and, uh, and um, uh, meaningful choice for us to, to start. And this is, of course, uh, paid per person, per user, so per, per doctor or per individual at the doctor office, per month or per, per, per quarter, so a software as a service model, and per device. Per, um, per month, or, and we also have a couple of these where we're looking at transactional-based uh, revenue models, because Friend will have to do work with a lot of different revenue models that are mirroring the way our clients and partners uh, earn, have their revenue. Uh, it bodes for better partnerships and better happy, friendly relationships that we uh, take the same risks and have the same rewards. So. This is already deployed, and it's now rolling out to a lot of doctor offices. It's in the security level four in Norway, so that's GDPR and all of that stuff. But, but we are, you know, we're deploying the the platform, the the uh, infrastructure glue that makes it happen. But of course, uh, the independent software vendor they have their own integrity in addition, uh, wrapping the data itself. Yeah, that's interesting. So, 
question uh, about your target market that you're um, seeking to acquire uh, and will be seeking to acquire as the product uh, develops. So are you going to businesses uh, as clients uh, for uh, like a software as a service type of model with uh, or are you going to be targeting like end uh, end users uh, who are consumers uh, who would be seeking to use uh, your product um, and can you expand a little bit on on the end users of the product and whether you're targeting businesses or targeting uh, the actual yes uh, thank you uh, the um, so the fiat business the the conventional side of French software corporation with its subsidiaries uh, they are focusing on B2B uh, enterprise white label uh, mobile enterprise uh, first party apps um, Internet of Things, integration and revitalization of legacy software, that sort of thing. Uh, because B2B, that's uh, an easier discipline. Uh, the, the dreaded B2C discipline is, is a very tough one. So um, eventually we will get to B2C. Most likely some of our clients uh, will be using Friend uh, in the B2C set up before we go to B2C ourselves. Uh, so we're basically setting up, two, we're running two businesses, right? So the one business is the equity-based, equity-owned uh, conventional business side. We're doing conventional licensing of software. And then we're doing the ICO, which uh, sets up the friend network. And the friend network connects all the different decentralized technologies into the platform friend. So we do a lot of the low-level API, and we do token-token integration, and we do token-fiat integration, and we set a friend store on top of this network. Uh, so that becomes like an AWS, if you like, Amazon Web Server, uh, web Services, uh, on steroids for decentralized technology with a store on top that accepts both tokens and fiat. And this is where um, uh, Partners and users and developers and companies can uh, do cross-platform computing. They can create apps and APIs and sell it in the friend store. And this is where peer-to-peer -peer transactions and peer-to-peer -peer exchange of resources will start happening in the friend network. And this is where you can create fantastic new user experiences for the more consumer-oriented B2C. So we start B2B. And that's important because you, you can only iterate with people you can talk to and businesses you can talk to. Uh, B2C, you don't know who they are necessarily and you don't necessarily get to talk to them before they have decided that they don't like your logo and they move on. <laughs> you have very little time. So, yeah, B2B first and B2D, B2 developers, right? We have to win the developers and we are doing so. We are having a great influx of uh, and, you know, people who are beta testers, who are uh, developers who are starting to love this. And, uh, and they are the ones who will really start creating the user experiences and the, and the products. We are creating some products ourselves, but our focus is mainly on building the 
the, the digital ecosystem platform, the ultimate digital ecosystem platform, the, the superglue, the unifying platform that ties them all together. So we're very focused on building an operating environment. Uh, there will be a lot of friends, partners, and developers and clients uh, who will develop more of the user experiences for consumers and for businesses. Great. Yeah, I I see that uh, you guys uh, have uh, a GitHub page that uh, listeners can go ahead and and uh, take a look at, and also you have a very detailed roadmap over uh, the next uh, uh, two years, two to three years, um, yeah. with a lot of uh, plans for an, an Android app and an iOS iOS app. Uh, uh, as well as uh, you know, integration with uh, third-party services uh, like Gollum and uh, Filecoin. And uh, uh, have you guys started working on uh, those types of uh, partnerships with these, uh, you know, other decentralized uh, platforms to integrate them in in your platform? And and are you guys developing? Uh, how, what is the current uh, state of development that you guys are, are working on now uh, for your in-house development? Of- yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, the um, great question, because um, we, we've been honored and privileged to work with Golem since uh, June last year to um, help us um, get decentralized <laughs> help us uh, get to understand and explore the, the blockchain ecosystem. So you can say we, we actually have one of the really best uh, advisors you could have in the blockchain space, namely our partners. So uh, Golem integration, we're working with setting up an initial blender to Golem messaging and setting up web clients in the framework space. And uh, uh, we are working with Fluence.ai to set up for decentralized database integration. And uh, we are on the roadmap as per what's on our webpage at the moment. Um, if you uh, had seen, maybe it's a good idea. We should uh, set up actually the whole history of uh, our roadmap from the beginning, from 2011. We should put it up on the webpage. Chris, you should note that for me so I remember we should do that um, so yeah we, we, we manifest, we actually deliver we've done so consecutively for the last four years and the good thing is the good news is that um, other projects that we are now starting to uh, or are already working with integration on the friend network uh, according to the roadmap that you will find on our web pages um, we can help accelerate uh, other decentralized projects that might have met some challenges on the way. We can help them deliver this in a more fluid and more, um, you know, richer experience than they maybe initially planned when they wrote their white paper before they knew about Friend. So we, we are really uh, a catalyst that can accelerate Deployment to this yeah, that sounds great. Um, so, for uh, listeners who want to participate in your ICO, uh, 
can anyone participate and what are the requirements uh, that uh, participants need to uh, undergo? Do you guys uh, have KYC requirements and and what uh, documents need to be provided and and how will that process, uh, is it, is it currently being, is it confirmed how that's going to happen yet? Or have you, are you guys still in developing how that process will, will occur? Okay, uh, so we, we are already in pre-sale. Um, so the fun fact, uh, uh, we, uh, in the last equity round that we did in June last year, we also got the Norwegian governmental venture capital arm to invest equity in the company. So I actually have <laughs> the whole Norwegian population as part owners, even though very fractional. Uh, but um, that means also we're there on our board and they're definitely uh, watching and learning and enjoying our venture into decentralized and doing the ICO from Norway. And uh, that's that means we have to do it on the up and up. It has to be transparent. So we are doing full KYC, uh, a fairly simplified procedure for uh, contributions less than 100 ETH. So that's um, a driver license or passport. Using Umeo, and uh, you go through the pre-sale. You get the KYC done. Then you can see the address, and then you can send it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the pre-sale uh, today open is about uh, 26% filled at the moment. And um, there you can you can also uh, contribute to the fiat. You will have to contact us. It will fill to the max of pre-sale of 3334 ETH. 3,334 ETH, and um, uh, when you, of course, we are not producing the tokens now. We are doing the token generating event starting on the 16th of April, and uh, that token generating event will continue till the 16th of May, and we will only produce uh, tokens per ETH coming in. So there's no burning of tokens. We think that's unfriendly to burn tokens. It sounds terrible. And uh, no minting afterwards. And the maximum token generated will, if we reach max ETH, which is uh, 75,538 ETH. Five, sorry, 75,583.3 ETH. Uh, there's a math behind this to, to make it all a nice 2 million uh, friend network tokens if we reach max ETH. The min cap is 25,000 ETH. Okay. And in the event the min cap is not reached, then all the funds? Yes, sir. We will return uh, the funds uh, to the uh, to, to the um, contributors if we don't reach max So is the token considered, uh, you know, there's this debate that's ongoing and you know with uh, regulatory agencies in various countries like the United States and elsewhere where the tokens uh, they have these two um, uh, 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 different uh, token concepts between the the securities tokens and the utilities tokens and there's some debate as to whether you know token is a securities token or a utility token what that actually means uh, yeah. What is is there a similar concept in Sweden, or excuse me, in Norway? Norway. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. And what is that distinction? That, and where do you guys fall into that framework? Because it sounds like from the way you described it, there's a token, there's a store, and users can 
participate in the ICO, purchase the tokens on exchange, and then they can use those tokens within the store uh, that you guys are building on your platform to uh, interact uh, in a variety of ways, purchase good, purchase products. Uh, yeah. And could you uh, describe? So in that sense, it seems like it's a utility token. But are there aspects or any uh, 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 properties of the token which would it would constitute? Very good question. It's the this this is where really the rubber meets the road. So uh, as I said, I've, I've done 15 plus years in fintech, and uh, so I know the regulators in many countries quite well. Um, even in SEC, uh, I am um, the the old master of SEC, uh, Shapiro. We had a lot of contact when I was um, building my previous company, and. Um, a token can be anything. A token can be a full security asset backed, property backed, can be you know all kinds of assets, or it can be a ticket, just a membership even. And um, you are using tokens every day, so am I. We have tokens called Amex, Visa card, Mastercard. They are tokens. Uh, they are also crypto, very scary. So we shouldn't call it crypto anymore, really. We should call it digital assets, by the way. But um, when it comes to airline uh, host cards, so if you have air miles, that's a token. And uh, air miles, uh, they are not securities. They are, even though are, if there are air mile exchanges, you can buy things with the air miles. You can exchange it for services. You can even buy alcohol and stuff with, or fly, or you know. So it's really always boiling down to what is the token utility. And if you read the white paper, we've put some serious thought into this. We planned this right since 2014. So uh, we start as a utility functional token. Uh, we get the ICO done because we need the funds to plan and use a lot of expensive lawyers, and uh, both on tax and on compliance and etc., to decide the governance of uh, the smart contract. How does a token utility evolve over time? This is the question I think most ICOs should ask themselves. Because uh, a utility token today, normally that's just uh, consensus, right? That decides uh, if you go right or left. Now, uh, we want to have the friend network and the friend store become a distributed autonomous organization. Friend as an operating system, friend as a uh, OS like Chrome OS, but for decentralized and, uh, and uh, like a cloud virtual computer, that's not something I want to have too much power over. It's uh, and neither does anyone else in friend. This should be owned by the users, by the market, by the token holders. So therefore, the utility of the friend token will evolve over time. It will get more closer to a security over time, for sure, because it will be on exchanges. It will be it will be uh, more voting power. Uh, will it be dividend, yes or no? I don't know yet. And the thing is, uh, this is the fascinating thing about where we are with technology today. You have to start somewhere, and you can't think through everything before you start, because then you will never start. 
because it's moving so fast and uh, you really have to put some serious thought into things and you have to rig it so that it can evolve and change, improve over time. And that means a token can start as a ticket and it can become a full security and it could even uh, go back to becoming a ticket at some point. I'm not saying we are going to do that. I'm just saying uh, it's a complex regulatory question. We are definitely on top of it. And we are learning together with, or, or let's put it the other way around, um, the financial authorities are learning together with us. We are actually plowing. And, they, uh, and, and it's through continuous and the frequent iterations with the, the legislators and with the banks and with the uh, compliance side and with the tax side, that it's possible to do this in a controlled fashion. That is what we are doing. That, that's great. Yeah. So we're coming up on uh, on our time here, and I'm you know um, aware that yeah, you're a busy person, and I don't want to take uh, too much of your time. Uh, but uh, so have have we? Uh, Discuss everything that you uh, want, want uh, felt that you wanted to discuss. Or are there any specific uh, topics which uh, uh, we haven't uh, mentioned that you'd like to uh, expand upon or, or, or briefly bring up uh, during the call? Thank you. Uh, well, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very busy and dynamic situation. That's for sure. Uh, I think. Um, people need to uh, get acquainted a bit with friend. It takes a bit of mind work. It's, um, you can understand it on different levels, but it's we are available. We are uh, trying our best to help people understand, get comfortable. Uh, we share as much information as we can. So I will just urge the listeners to contact us, interact with us, how can I and we improve unless we know what you think about it? And we, this is something we're building for everyone. This is something we're doing, not just for us. It's, it's to become a utility for everyone. Uh, an infrastructure, a vital infrastructure owned by everyone. It's important for so many reasons, for the humanitarian reasons, for uh, the research, for academic, for all these wonderful spin effects that a free friend network, um, zero cost deployment tool to decentralized technology and centralized uh, in a blend. You see, the future is not, it's not a revolution what we're seeing with blockchain, it's an evolution. And, and therefore our structure with the friend network and the friend store and our dualism with having a functional system and a functional organization in the fiat world and then having that governed by normal fiat rules and regulations with equity and shareholders and all that and that's one of my masters and then i have the other master in, in allegiance is to the token holders and to uh, develop this fantastic ecosystem and then set it on its own autonomous course as far as is possible allowed by smart contracts and technology. So it's worth uh, mental energy to dive into. 
and uh, we are available to help you. So thank you for your time and thank you for listening and um, get to know Fred. Yeah, yeah we're, we're very excited about your project and you know we hope that you will come back on our podcast uh, a little bit down the road uh, so that we can uh, you know f check in and see how things are developing with the project as you continue to complete items on your roadmap and uh, the platform continues to uh, progress and develop. Um, and uh, also, uh, bounty hunters can begin to complete uh, the uh, bounties for FriendUp uh, that are currently live on alpha.bounty0x.io. Uh, so if you're excited about the project and you're listening and you want to get involved and uh, uh, complete some bounties, uh, they will be posted on the uh, Bounty0x uh, platform. Uh, so users uh, can follow the link in the description below the uh, podcast and they can uh, head on over and uh, start to get involved in uh, the uh, FriendUp platform. Uh, Mr. Blix, uh, thank you for coming on our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, thank you and uh, look forward to seeing uh, the product develop over the next few months. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me, and I'd love to come back and give an update uh, with all the gory details, or hopefully friendly and happy details, as we progress in venture. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day.